0: Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at maximumtee@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. We're winding down the last few weeks of season two here. We're going to finish up the last two in yourtherapysource.com school therapy tips. Then we're going to talk about some various topics before we finish up for the school year we're going to take our summer hiatus god willing and come back with the start of the new school year in early september with season three god willing let's talk today about something that's interesting that we see a lot unfortunately especially nowadays with the advert with adventure and advert of all these different things out there all these different technology things i see it a lot especially with little kids it's very difficult for kids and even adults to focus and be on task and actually sit still for long periods of time, Kids need something to engage with or to be comfortable with or to have around them to actually pay attention, to actually sit still. You never see a kid just sitting calmly and waiting. You never see even adults nowadays. Look around the train, look around the bus, look around the subway. If you're traveling, can you see anyone that's just content to sit there and look out the window, and be calm and peaceful with themselves, and just think. People need to distract themselves. People need to have different things going on. Even people that are listening to music, there's always something else going on. It's interesting, a lot of the times I take the train every day to and from work, and I see there's always someone doing something. And even if a person's sitting there, Maybe 10 seconds they last before they whip out their phone again. Maybe 30 seconds before they bring their this thing or that thing or that thing out. It's very interesting just to look out and see, but it's very hard nowadays to sit still. And this is no truer than with our children in the school. And if we're parents, you see it with children in general. It's very hard for kids to have delayed gratification. Remember that psychology experiment where the kids were promised to have more sweets if they waited than if they had now. I think it was a marshmallow. They could have one right now, and if they waited, they could get two. Very difficult for the kids to wait. Most of them were not able to wait to get the more marshmallows in advance because it's just hard to sit still. So what can we do about that? What can we offer? How can we address this? Here on OT Talk, thanks to YourTherapySource.com, we could try to give a few suggestions how they could sit still. Remember, we talk many times about having those movement breaks. If you get out the movement, you let them have the ability to jump around, to move around, to bounce around, to have that gross body movement, you're helping them in the long run because then afterwards, once they get out the willies, they get out the sensory needs, then they could sit down better. So if you don't let them have those breaks, they're going to be wiggling all day. The body needs to move around. Kids need to have their playtime. The main occupation of children is... Play, as we've said many, many times, so let them have that. Allow them to play so they could sit still afterwards. But here are some other suggestions. Number one, make sure children have recess every day at school. We talked about this a few months ago how important recess is. So important to have recess. Please see the episodes in our podcast about recess time. Every day at school, indoor or outdoor recess, everyone needs to give the brain and body a break. Make sure recess gets the respect it deserves at the school. A lot of times at school, they have food time at lunch and then recess. All the kids get out there and they have that time to play and they have that time to be kids. It's unstructured on purpose. It's supposed to be unstructured. Let the kids figure out the structure. Let the kids have imaginative play and cooperative play and all these different types of play involved so that they could have the time and let them get their energy and their activity in throughout the day. Number two, make sure the child is seated properly. If the child is sitting in a chair that is too big and the feet do not touch the floor, you will most likely observe lots of legs swinging and bouncing. The child's hips, knees, and ankles, we've talked about this many times also. Let's see, the seating and positioning podcast would be also very helpful to listen to as well. The child's hips, knees, and ankles should be at 90-degree angles to ensure proper positioning. You see a kid sitting at a desk that's too high or a desk that's too low sitting in a chair that their feet don't reach the floor. That's not the most functional way for them to be involved in the class environment. That's not the proper way for them to be involved in the lesson. They won't be involved, and they won't be at the proper posture to be involved with whatever you want them to do. So that's an easy thing to look out for and fix right away. Number three, offer a variety of seating options. Need to burn off some energy, try sitting on a therapy ball. When we talk seating in position, we give different suggestions, different ideas of different things they could sit on, including these different therapy balls. Want to stretch the legs? Try standing up and working at a higher surface. You could also do a very simple fix, the TheraBand. It's like these elastic types of rubber very very large and wide rubber bands for lack of a better explanation that wrap around in general a lot of people use them in the clinic they put a, their foot on it and then their arms go up in different directions to do stretches but they could be used to tie around the legs of a chair and you put the feet on and it allows the feet to go up and down and you could also put them on the on the desk if the arms need some exercising that could be used as well theraband a very simple solution a low tech if you will solution if you want the kids to be able to have these expectations, you have kids to do that, we need to make sure to check the child's sleeping habits. They need to make sure that they get enough sleep. Children will move and bounce to keep themselves alert and awake to pay attention. Make sure the child is getting the proper hours of sleep per night. Kids really need a lot of sleep. When they're very, very, very little, they need like a ton, a ton, a ton of sleep. As they get a little older, the toddler preschool age, they still need that good 12 hours throughout the whole day. But even as they get to grade school, you know, they really need... The 8 to 10 hours. Even as adults, it's really recommended for us to get 8 hours. So how much more? So little kids need a lot more than 8 hours. Don't put them to sleep at nine, ten o'clock at night and expect them to be up at 6, 7 in the morning. They really need that bedtime, the 7, 8 o'clock bedtime and let them get up at the 6, 7 and they can be alert and ready to rock the whole day. So we make sure to check those sleeping habits. Make sure your expectations are appropriate. Don't expect young children to sit still for long periods of time without breaks. That's what the movement breaks are for, the brain breaks, the sensory breaks. You can't have them sit still for two hours straight. It's just unrealistic. It's unfair, and it's too much for the kids. It's too much for the teachers. If older children just sat through an hour-long test, it will be difficult to sit still and concentrate. Let them get up. Use the... Go noodle.com has great stuff. You can use any of these activities, any proprioceptive or vestibular activities, just marching in place, running around the room, hopping around the room. Be creative. Be innovative. We talk about this also in many different episodes. Let's have the proper expectations for how long they could sit. Again, every 20 to 30 minutes, they should really be getting up for around five minutes. But if you're waiting 45 to an hour, then let them get up around for 10 to 50 minutes. But they need to be moving. They need to be active. And they need to be kids throughout the whole day. Provide frequent physical activity breaks throughout the day, as we always say. This is number six. Turn on some music and dance between periods. Squeeze in gentle stretching or yoga poses in between stressful lessons. Yoga, Tai Chi are great for kids. They have Zumba for kids. They have Yoga for kids. Tai Chi for kids. Very easily accessible, very simple to use. You could always put on YouTube in the back to put on some calming music if you want, or alerting music if you want. You could do Kids Bop, which has great music nowadays music and they make it tone down for kids they replace the curse words and they replace the topics that might not be great for kids and they make it great for kids and they still have the the common songs of nowadays easy to use the music and easy to use the physical activity include physical activity in academic lessons or reviews for example try having children run in place at their seats when you ask a question they stop and write down the answer once the answer is recorded start running in place again let the children walk around the classroom answering questions on worksheets hanging on the wall you don't have to be sitting sedentary to do work. It could be interactive and it could be active. It could be all types of movement involved just to get the work done. No one says you can't be creative in different ways in order to allow physical movement into the lesson. Number eight, make sure the child is not hungry or thirsty. If a child is hungry or thirsty, he or she may fidget to keep alert. I actually would say that we have to make sure the hat is not getting involved, the HAT, they shouldn't be hungry or angry or tired. When they have one of the HAT symptoms, it's very difficult to teach them, very difficult to get through to them. So we need to make sure they're satiated. We need to make sure that they're alert and ready. And we need to make sure they're in a calm sense and a calm temperament to be able to learn. Number nine, make sure the child can do the activity or lesson. Is it too hard? Is it too easy? Do you want to grade it up? Make it a little harder if it's too easy. Do you want to grade it down? Make it a little easier if it's too hard. Either way, the child may squirm out of nervousness, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, or being bored. And lastly, reduce distractions. If you have a child at risk for not being able to sit still, do not seat him or her in a high traffic area. Attempt to have him or her seated in the front of the room near the instructor. I would also add on that a lot of times in the classroom, there's a lot of distractions sensory-wise. Visually, the classroom is popping with colors, popping with every single surface, Every single part of the wall seems to be covered. It it seems like we have an idea. We have a a feeling that we have to cover every inch of the entire wall of the entire room. That might be too much for kids. It might be too visually distracting. It might be auditorily distracting. It might be too loud. It might be too bright. It might be not bright enough. And it might be too smelly. Every sense could be affected. So we have to try to keep that into it account as well. These are just some ideas with the help of yourtherapysource.com to try to get kids to sit still better. Join us next time as we talk about some self-calming activities for children here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.